Hi everyone, it's Leslyn Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the director of research and president of the board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today I'd like to tell you about a study that came out of Switzerland. The paper is called Common and Contrasting Characteristics of the Chronic Soft Tissue Pain Conditions, Fibromyalgia, and Lipedema. It was published in the peer-reviewed journal, Journal of Pain Research, in September 2021. The authors proposed to compare and contrast two common chronic soft tissue pain conditions that did not have a cure. Their hypothesis was that there is a substantial overlap with these two conditions. So let me describe to you what methods they used in this study. This study used both a literature review and assessments of the enrolled participants. The literature was searched for clinical descriptions of the two disorders, and this helped the researchers to understand each disorder, but also to assemble a case definition in order to assign the participants either to a lipedema or fibromyalgia group. Measurements that were used in this study included the short form 36, which is a self-report survey in eight areas, including questions about physical functioning, pain, general health, vitality, social functioning, and mental health. The six-minute walking distance test is a measure of the distance that you can walk in six minutes. And finally, they used the fibromyalgia severity questionnaire, and that was used to confirm a diagnosis of fibromyalgia and inclusion in that particular group. If a participant also had a diagnosis of lipedema, she was actually included in the lipedema group, but listed as having a comorbidity of fibromyalgia. The participants in the study were all female, with 77 in the fibromyalgia group and 112 in the lipedema group. All participants were assessed either in the Zerzak Interdisciplinary Pain Program, which is an inpatient hospital setting, or the angiology department of the rehab clinic Bad Zerzak, which is an outpatient consultation. So this consultation could lead to referral to the inpatient pain program or to continue with outpatient treatment at the rehab clinic. In this study, 100% of the fibromyalgia group and just over 36% of the lipedema participants were admitted to inpatient treatment. The women enrolled in the fibromyalgia group were on average a little older than the women in the lipedema group. And this was 49 years compared to 45 years in the lipedema group. The fibromyalgia group was also less likely to be obese with a BMI of 27, which is considered overweight, versus a BMI of 34 in the lipedema group, which is considered obese. Obesity was much more prevalent in the lipedema group at 88%, which while just 33% of the women in the fibromyalgia group were obese. More women in the fibromyalgia group tended to smoke, be less active, and to have more comorbidities than the women in the lipedema group. The women in the fibromyalgia group also spent fewer hours working outside the home. In other areas, these two groups of participants were very similar. These included the percentage that lived alone or with others, 
their education level, and the hours spent working in the household. So let's look at the results of this study. This is what the authors found in the literature review. They found that both fibromyalgia and lipedema include a symptom of soft tissue pain. They are both diagnosed almost exclusively in women. Obesity and weight management issues, along with depression, are common comorbidities in both groups. Both lipedema and fibromyalgia are considered to be chronic, incurable conditions with very few options for effective treatment. Both disorders have a relatively high rate of similar comorbidities, especially depression, fatigue, headache, and obesity. Other commonalities between lipedema and fibromyalgia are that the two conditions are commonly misdiagnosed or confused with another condition. Lipedema, especially in early stages, can be misdiagnosed with other pain conditions, including fibromyalgia. In later stages, lipedema is often confused with obesity and lymphedema. Fibromyalgia is often misdiagnosed with other musculoskeletal pain syndromes such as osteoarthritis. Here are the results of the objective measures used in this study. The results on the short form 36 self-report survey showed that the participants in the fibromyalgia group had a perception of much lower levels of health and quality of life than those in the lipedema group. This measure uses scores from zero to 100 and zero designates the very, very worst health, and 100 represents the best health. So the lowest mean score in the fibromyalgia group was 19.4 for bodily pain. The lipedema group had a much higher mean score of 43.4. The lipedema group reported the greatest impairment in the mean score for vitality at 43.3. The mean score for the fibromyalgia group in this category was much lower at 25.8. Both groups rated themselves significantly lower than the general population, but the fibromyalgia group was surprisingly lower than even the subset of women in the lipedema group that required inpatient treatment. While all participants in the fibromyalgia group, which was 77, took the six-minute walk test Only the women in the lipedema group who were admitted for inpatient treatment were assessed using this test, and so that was just 38 women. Interestingly, despite the significant disparity in self-reported physical functioning on the short-form 36 survey, with the fibromyalgia group having a score of 44.9 versus the lipedema score being 68.1, Interestingly, the two groups were almost identical in the distances walked for the six-minute walk, which was 425 meters for fibromyalgia and 437 meters for lipedema. So very close, despite the fact that really they rated themselves much differently on physical functioning. The authors reported that, quote, although those lipedema inpatients reported worse health When compared to the whole lipedema group, their scores revealed that they were nonetheless in better health than those with fibromyalgia. Another interesting result reported in this paper was that more than a third of the women in the lipedema group also met the diagnostic criteria for fibromyalgia. 
but participants in the fibromyalgia group still experienced much higher pain levels in more diffuse locations than those in the lipedema group. Participants with lipedema reported their pain was really limited to the subcutaneous fat tissue in the affected limbs. Participants with fibromyalgia, however, experienced pain in different types of tissue, muscle, as well as fat, and usually throughout the body. The authors reported several limitations to the study. The lipedema group was much larger than the fibromyalgia group. There was 112 in the lipedema group versus only 77 in the fibromyalgia group. Also, only those in the lipedema group that were in the inpatient setting were able to perform the six-minute walk distance test. So just a small subset, 38 out of the 112 people in the lipedema group were able to do that test. Lastly, although most of the lipedema participants were evaluated for fibromyalgia, the fibromyalgia patients were not tested to see if they also had lipedema. The conclusions that the authors came up with, they conclude that although fibromyalgia and lipedema share many characteristics, these are two distinct conditions. Distinguishing fibromyalgia from early stage lipedema can be especially challenging, but it is essential in order to ensure that appropriate treatments are provided. This paper, I feel, is important for women with lipedema because of the similarity of the two conditions. Not only can one disorder be confused with the other, but it is possible to have both conditions, which makes accurate diagnosis and access to appropriate treatment even more challenging. If you believe that your healthcare provider may be having this difficulty in accurately diagnosing you, this may be a good paper to print out and take to them. Thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Research Update Flash Briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.